And we are back in the effing universe. Black power thinking and the black psyche. We want to try to start a discussion or start a spark on a way to think that's advantageous to this struggle. My co-host in this endeavor is Dr. Moore. Welcome back. Peace to God. Peace to the universe. We wanted to um, talk about for our last segment, the racial hustlers. And um, you brought up yesterday that you wanted to discuss Dr. Umar or any other subject on that range of racial hustlers and what people are doing with our money for this um, Black Lives Matter. Not the organization, but the concept of Black Lives really do matter no matter what nobody thinks. And the people amongst our own or others that take advantage of this for profit. Well, so I don't remember um, how the subject came up, um, but um, before we even get into this, I just want to clarify or or be clear from my perspective. Yes, Um, um, When we talk about racial hustlers, um, I want to be very careful about that terminology. Um, <clears throat> and I and I'm not gonna try to single out any black person. Um, and and I know that in our discussion we were talking about black Black Lives Matter, um, and we were going back and forth. And then and I brought up uh, brother Umar Johnson, and I'm not I I feel the same way about brother Umar Johnson as I feel about Black Lives Matter <clears throat> in that I, I I don't know enough about what he's doing um, to speak intelligently about it. Um, I have not contributed um, any money or any time or energy into what that brother is doing or allegedly is doing or not doing. Um, uh so I don't know if he's racially hustling the black community or not. Um, I am, I, you know, I, I am not a fan, nor, nor am I a critic um, uh, of the brother. I, again, I don't know what he's doing or what he's not doing. I know what he's saying um, that he's doing. I have not seen any manifestations of that, but um again I don't know. I don't know enough to speak intelligently about it. Um the Black Lives Matter movement, um, I'm definitely not going to criticize that organization and what I think that they're doing, um, in terms and in terms of what I see that, that they are doing. Um I'm definitely not going to criticize uh Nan and and uh brother Al Sharpton and this organization and what I feel like they're doing. Um, I think historically, 
uh, that's where we have went wrong as a black community uh, in terms of um, criticizing and demonizing uh, black black organizations that are supposed to be doing things for the black community. I I don't know, right? I and and it, it and if I did know, then I would come out and speak um, uh, adversarially certainly against them um but i i don't know um because if if for me i think that if i was going to criticize them i would probably definitely have to criticize the black church and i'm not going to criticize the black church um i think that i know black churches that are doing good things and and that are doing great things. So I am not going to criticize the black church. I know historically the black church has played a profound role in the black community and where we are. And I can sit here and probably criticize every black organization on the map in terms of what I feel like where we should be as a community. That's not my goal. That's not who I am. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I think whatever organizations that are out there, I think instead of criticizing them, I think that we should join them and help them to get to where they need to be if we feel like they aren't where we want them to be. Um, I, I have to include the Nation of Islam, you know, in that in 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 that whole thing. I'm not going to criticize them either. Uh, I'm sure there are people that feel like the Nation of Islam could be doing more um, and being more effective. Um, Again, I think that if you are going to criticize, I think that you need to be on the side of um, defending where you are and what you're doing, as opposed to criticizing. Yes, sir. Um, one of the things that I, I thought would be relevant is not criticism, but actual observation you you can make your own conclusions from observations whether they be right or wrong on whether you want to um improve or even mess with certain organizations certain people based on your experience with them and uh let that be your guide um it does take away from our strength as a collective, but I think that some things are worth examining before you invest your time, money, and your uh, struggle into organization or peoples that claim to be pro-Black or... Um, fighting for social justice for whatever people that is and that goes to the whole universe your thoughts or observation on that yeah bro so again i i i'm i i need to be careful right um for me because um you know i i come from the grassroots i come from the bottom of the bottom um, in, in terms of this whole black movement, 
But while I come from the grassroots of it all, I somehow ended up into what would be what W.E.B. Du Bois um, called the talent, the talented tent. Yes, sir. Right. So now, you know, I, I mean, I so I come from, you know, the streets, the projects, the hood, the very the, bottom, uh, <laughs> the very bottom. And but now I find myself in this black elite, mm-hmm. right? And 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 in this black elite, um, I'm I I am a um, financial member of Omega Sapphire Fraternity Incorporated. I'm also um, of over uh, uh, fifteen years. I am also a member of Prince Hall Masons. Um, another black elite uh, organization uh, in the black community, and I'm sure that black people, I'm sure that people, black people, people, period, could criticize both of those organizations for what we do and what we don't do. Um, so I, I just, you know, I, I, I want to be careful in how I'm talking about organizations and then being a financial member of organizations that people might criticize or critique all the time. So I, I, so I'm very careful about what I'm saying, uh, or what I, or what I may say, because um, I don't believe any of those organizations are above critique or criticism, um, and and even my role in in those organizations and what I do and don't do, um, I, I I think that uh, what I know for sure is what um, <clears throat> my organization. In terms of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, what we do in terms of the Black community, you know, I know in fact that we do a lot of things in terms of scholarship, in terms of feeding the homeless, in terms of just doing a lot of different things in, in the community. Same way with the Prince Hall Masons that I'm a financial member of, and have been a financial member, been a member of for again over, you know, 15, 16 years, almost 20 years, you know, in, in both of these organizations. So. Um, I, I'm I'm just not a, a quick fan to criticize uh, those organizations because I know the, at least the ones that I am a part part of. I know what they do, and I'm not saying that they do enough because there's so much more that needs to be done. And then I'm all, and then also you know just what I do for a living. You know I I work um, predominantly in uh, the the you know, impoverished black community in terms of mental health. And could I be doing more? I'm sure. Um, but there's so much to give in that in these communities and where we come from that, um, you know, you can give until there's nothing left in you to give and then that still wouldn't be enough. Yes, sir. We are at the 11-minute mark. It is 4.07 a.m. in the effing universe. We're having a conversation about uh, racial hustlers, for lack of a better term, on this uh, discussion. Uh, my host, co-host, Dr. Moore, is with us. Um, one of the things that I, I noticed in your last statement, which is true, of every human being, um, we tend to 
give the benefit of the doubt to the things that we consider to be helpful to the community and improving the world. Um, sometimes that may go awry, like in the case of Hitler or in the case of Jim Jones. And you would have people still saying, I would be careful about criticizing Hitler or criticizing Jim Jones or in the direct total opposite, I'd be um, critical about um, criticizing the Pope or um, Jimmy Swaggart or you just don't know. Yeah, but I think those are. But I think those are ex- extremities. Exactly, like the, the, and and that's the reason that I, that I'm using them as a as a, an example of our human nature is to protect things that we think are doing the right thing. Yeah. So, but 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 so I want to be careful in 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 what I'm hearing you say, because for me, um, in in all the the examples that I use, if I felt like in any organization that I was a uh, participant of or in, in any organization that I felt like um, was supposed to be uh, helpful or beneficial to the Black community, if I felt like that, um, the positions that they were taking were, were extreme, then I, would, I have no problem speaking out against that. I have no problem standing up in any frat meeting or any Masonic meeting where I feel like someone is, you know, becoming extreme and detrimental to the community. I have no problem whatsoever in terms of standing up and saying, you know what, I adamantly disagree with um, what is going on and I want to disassociate myself with it. Exactly to my point. how do we know that and how do we determine that and how do we say that this person went beyond well for 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 example if if when donald trump was the president and he said to the proud boys stand back but stand by or stand down but stand by whichever one of those terminologies that that he used i think that was detrimental and then i think that you know, uh, um, when he started telling people um, as it relates to the insurrection, you know, um, you know, that, that Pence let us down. We need to fight like hell, you know, um, for what is right. I think at, during, during, during incidents like that, I think that that's where you have to stand up and say, you know what? No, that's wrong. Yes, sir. And um wanted to bring it back to our shooter for tonight and trying to get into his head or at least a a generic discussion of when does our individual efforts go awry based on what we think is good. Well, here's, here's in hindsight, uh, this shooter becomes a, a natural born animal. But yeah, so 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 here's there was um, years ago there was this person that was called a DC sniper, mm-hmm. 
right? And there was this guy, black guy, and his adopted son, or allegedly adopted son. And they were killing people mm. at random in D.C. And I could tell you that John people Adams. in D.C. were, they, yeah, people were, man, I, you know, living here, you know, um, people were afraid out of their mind, mm. afraid to go to the gas station, afraid to go to the grocery store, just afraid, you know, to, to, to be outside. And to live during that time and, you know, and live and live during that experience was was traumatic. Yes, sir. Right. And and so, um, if if your question to me is, um, when do we know, like when to, I want to be sure that I'm, you know, on 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 pull with, with with your question, but knowing when to separate yourself. Is, is, was that your question? It wasn't a, a, a question, more like a discussion of being true to yourself and knowing what's gone too far. Okay, so to, for me, going going too far, you know, I think that's going that was that was going too far, and so I don't know what was happening, you know, with the brother in his life. But I felt like that was going too far. Yes. Um, and 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 so for me, um, when when when, yeah, I think we all have our um, boundaries, you know, or we should um, have boundaries or what we understand to be healthy boundaries. You're right, and 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 understanding. What is it? What is extreme and what's not extreme? And I think extremism on any level, whether it's religion, whether it's love, whether it's whatever, when it becomes extreme, extremism on any level is a problem. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to be careful of when you become an extremist. You know, when you become an extremist as related to religion. As relates to love, as as relates to friendship, as relates to anything, extremism is dangerous. It's, it's very dangerous. Indeed, and it, it can be hard to detect for some humans. Human behavior is not um, a strict line. It's it's rather wavy and. Um, it can get out of control without you even knowing it. In hindsight, we can see it as, oh, this person was a terrorist. This person was an animal. This person deserves death. Or oh, this was racist. Um, I just wanted to, at the 19-minute mark in DFN Universe, let everyone know that we don't have the answers, even if we say that we do have them and that um, we should recognize this tragedy in the Asian community as something that um, brings us together more than separates us. Yeah, and, and, and I think what's, what, what needs to be clear 
a, a extremism in anything from a psychological perspective um, starts to be, it starts with me to start to analyze whether or not this person is a psychopath or a sociopath. Mm. Because those are, those people are extremists. Mm. And that's, and, and when you're an extremist, that's what you become. You become a sociopath or a psychopath. Hmm. What can we say about this um, guy that shot up the Asian spas? Well, I think, again, I think that just speaks to what I just said. You know, I think the guy was a, I, I think he was a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that, um, what that determination in your own personal experience means? Well, in my own personal, you know, in layman's terms, mm-hmm. um, uh, a psychopath or a sociopath, and sometimes they, they're used interchange- interchangeably. Right. Um, uh, a, a, a psychopath, uh, a psychopathology um, has so much to do with um, almost a level of narcissism to, to, to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Right, and you can only see, um, you only care about you and the way that you see things. Right, a lack of empathy for others. Yeah, yeah, it's it's only about you. Right, and so it starts to affect. That's why it's called a a psychopath. Mm. Your psychology, your 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 psyche about it is off. Right, and and so you become a, a psychopath because you only concern with your psyche in the way that you see it exactly so and it be, and I'm it and it becomes <laughs> right right and and so it becomes you you know extreme same way with a sociopath mm. a sociopath only cares it's, 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 it's like a narcissist they only care you know about the way that they socialize and the way they interact with people they they it's it's all about them mm-hmm. And so the sociopath becomes almost a, a, a psychopath, right? You know, uh, or, or um, psychopathology in the way that they are internalizing things mentally. Mm. You know, and they and they become obsessed with with their their, their viewpoint and the way that they're seeing it, mm. and it becomes so obsessive that they become willing to kill themselves, willing to kill others or themselves, hmm. or willing to kill kill others and themselves. Hmm. And that's not the only destruction that can come of that. Um, that's a, a, a living destruction, but there's also a financial destruction, which we discussed at the beginning of this uh, segment, um, where people are financially going to destroy you on a psychopathic um, psychopathic destruction of finance. Am I saying that right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just making this up as I go, but um, okay. it's not the only destruction. Of, the ultimate goal of um, any psychopath is not um, just merely killing people. It, the um, the catalyst for that psychopath is destruction. 
and he doesn't care who it hurts. Well, you know, if you think about people like Jeffrey Dahmer, mm-hmm. right, and people like that, they they were a sociopath or um, a psycho uh, psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, they were only concerned about their own personal desires, right? You know, um, didn't have much to do with finances or anything like that. Right. Um, but they were they were psychologically um, off balance, right? And they were they were only concerned about their own particular um, desires, and right. as a result, um, they they could kill people um, one after the one after the other right. because it was it was only about their own personal needs and desires. Right? Have you ever heard of Brother Polite? Yeah. Do you, do you see him as a psychopath? Are you familiar with his um? escapades and taking people's money. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see that in, in the same... Um... Well, we're having a discussion about racial hustles and um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to give examples of people whether you believe that they're right or wrong have this, this cloudy past with finance. Right, so so I I see Brother Polite in the same light that I see ministers. It, you know, in the same light that I see, um, what was the, what was the minister? Uh, T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes or Creflo Dollar. Creflo <laughs> Dollar. You know, all Reverend of them. Price. Uh, you know, Reverend Price. Uh, <laughs> What was the other one? Um, they got some white ones too. Um, what's his name? Uh, Joe Austin. Yep. Uh, but what's what's uh, the one that um has the private? Joe Austin has the private jets too. But um, it's one that said that God spoke to him personally that he needed a private jet to spread the word of the Lord. Yeah, I, I forgot yeah, the name, I his too. name. Robert Austin, <clears throat> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. But I, I see them in a different light. Um, I mean, I, I think they are manipulators of the people. Um, but I mean, uh, quite honestly, bro. I mean, people might see the minister like that. Right. They, they might see right. um, uh, uh, you know, they they may have seen. Um, What's the brother? Um, uh, uh, Marcus Garvey, you know, like right. that. Um, you, you know, it just, it, you know, I mean, it's a thin I, line. I, I, I think, yeah, Very yeah, thin line, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I, I see them separate. Um, is there as relation? Is there a psyche? that would protect you from those type of psychopaths or yeah that's what i wanted to discuss yeah yeah i i think so um but when you talk about psyche it man now you started to go to a whole different <laughs> level and i don't know if we have time to we do because um, <laughs> we're at the yeah. 27 mark in the f and universe 
because depending because depending on where you are psychologically, um, would have a lot to do with how you know how to independently think, mm. and you you aren't trained mm. like that. And so, if you aren't trained like that, you don't know how to think like that. You're gonna think like you've been trained to think. Um, you know, it, and so very briefly, I'm not gonna get into all this, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say a couple of names, right? So I'll say Sigma Freud, yes, and Sigma Freud had um, uh, he had the psychosexual stages. He had the the oral, the anal, the the old OH people. OH people. So he had the um, uh, OH people like grapes. So he had the anal, he had the oral, the anal, um, uh, what is that? The, um, the, that, 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 uh, OH people, old age people, like the, the latency. And then he had the, um, genitals. Mm-hmm. And, and then you had Erickson who had like eight, eight different stages and then you had um uh then you had Pablo and then you had um uh, Skinner and then you had Piaget then you had Colbert you had all these different people all these different psychological or moral development of people and how you develop as a human being and it it all that stuff gets really really deep and I and and I'm saying that only because I know that because of what I do for a living. The average person doesn't know that. So if you don't know that, you don't know Abraham Maslow and hierarchy need, you don't understand any of that. You, you know, if you don't understand all that, you don't know all that, I mean, you don't understand the way that you develop. You don't understand the way that people develop. Yes. So if, if you don't understand it, then how it's easy for you to be manipulated by someone else psychologically because you don't you don't know who you are, right? And and so a lot of times, man, I might be having a conversation with someone, right? And let's say, so what I what I know about I know a lot of different things about. Excuse me. Um, thank you. So I know a lot of different things about the way that people develop. For for one, I know that. Um, so I understand Piaget, I understand Eric Erickson, I understand Sigmund Freud, I understand Adler, I understand Carl Jung, I understand um, Rogers, I I understand all these psychological theories, but but how do you know this if you haven't been trained in in, in these areas? You don't, right? So you don't know what what you don't know what you're missing there, and and so Freud talked about bringing the unconscious conscious well how do you know that you don't you don't you don't know that but what and and what you also don't know is like psychologically like freud talked about where you got stuck in life he called that fixation right eric erickson said the same thing like and you know there was stages in life where you were supposed to develop and if you didn't develop in those certain stages in life you got stuck well, they call you getting stuck at those stages fixation. Mm-hmm. And if you got stuck at a particular stage in life, then that means that you never were able to evolve to the next stage mm-hmm. of life, right? So you were stuck. You were fixated in a particular stage in life. You, you know, 
So, for example, like I'm, let's say I, I'm having a conversation with someone who started drinking alcohol at 15 or mm. 17, right? So if you started drinking alcohol at uh, smoking weed at 15 or 17, well, your brain isn't fully evolved until you're like 25, 26 years old, mm. right? And so depending on how much alcohol or drugs that you use during that during those stages, you may not, your brain may not, may not have fully evolved, mm-hmm. right? And so your brain, if your brain didn't evolve to, to, to its full capacity, then it makes sense to me that you're still making decisions from a 17-year-old mm-hmm. perspective. You're still having conversations, you're still thinking from a 17-year-old, from a 19-year-old, from a you know, from an 18-year-old perspective, because your brain never fully developed. So you 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 are repeatedly doing things from a a a, a teenage perspective where you because your brain never evolved to an adult brain. Mm. And so you you can only function on that level, but you don't know that. Or or or, or even if that Okay, so let let me move away from that, mm-hmm. right? And 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 let me just go with Freud and Erickson, right? And just so um, Freud talked about the 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 oral stage, and the oral stage is from like birth to maybe two years old. And if and if you weren't birthed right, or, or if you weren't birthed correctly, right, from the, in that oral stage from birth to maybe two years mm-hmm. old, then you got stuck in that stage. And, and that, that oral stage was like the sucking, suckling of, of milk, of, 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 of nurturing, of loving. Mm. If, you, if you didn't get past that stage correctly, then when you went into the other stage, the anal mm. stage, right? Um, you may be stuck in the oral stage. Mm. But so let's say you get stuck in the anal stage of, mm. of Freud, right? And, and Freud is saying in the anal stage, you didn't get um, uh, 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 trained properly in the anal stage of how to use the bathroom and maybe you peed in the bed and you you know for too long you, you, you know all of his stuff was psycho psychosexual mm-hmm. you know and then he went into um, uh, his his next stage where he talked about the the Oedipus complex and the Electra complex where. Um, he talked about where the the male child may start may become obsessed with the with, with the mom and want to have sex or have sexual desires for the mom and want to kill the dad, or the electoral stage um, uh, for the females where she may fall in love or be in love with the dad and may want to kill the mom, you know, and and and, and so that that was a whole number stage. And then there was a latency stage that came after that. And then there was a genet- uh, the genitalia stage that came up at, after that. So I don't want to sound too technical, <laughs> brother. Anyway, so you just ha- you just had all these stages that with, with with Freud and him being extremely psychosexual. And then you had Freud, I meant to say Erickson, who broke it down into uh, psychosocial stages, where he had like he started off with the um, uh, trust versus mistrust, right? Where he talked about um, at a certain age, uh, when you were an infant, 
if you didn't receive the right type of um, uh, nurturing at a, at a certain age, then you either got trust or you got mistrust. And if you so if you didn't receive the type of nurse nurturing that you needed, then you didn't get trust. So you didn't trust people, right? And and then he went into his next stage, which would, which was autonomy, I think, versus guilt, where the child is, you know, trying to um, uh, uh, assert himself and be, you know, uh, looking for autonomy. And if he didn't obtain autonomy, then he obtain guilt and then there was the next so there was all he had like eight different mm-hmm. stages where he was looking at the development of human beings so i'm and then if you go into colbert um and colbert started talking about more development and how we develop as human beings it's a whole it's just a whole bunch bro but anyway a lot of that stuff start the id the ego the super ego um with, with, with Freud, that's a whole nother different mm-hmm. story. We can get into transactional analysis with Eric Byrne, where he kind of built off of what Freud did with the, the child, parent, adult. Just a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole bunch of stuff, bro. But um, I don't want to lose the audience or lose you or whatever. But you know, if you don't know this stuff, you can't. You, you don't. You don't know what you don't know. So, what was that stage about trust? With um, Freud, that wasn't Freud. Oh, Erickson. Er- what was that stage about trust? So that's so that's like birth from that's like birth from two from zero to two years old, and and he has a whole he has a lifespan. Freud didn't deal with the lifespan. He didn't go from birth to um, old age. Erickson goes from birth to like sixty five to seventy. And what's interesting is. Um, in Erickson, Erickson has this, this stage called generativity versus stagnation. And then his final stage after that was um, um, was despair. No, was integrity versus despair. And so what he said was, so in gener- generativity was where you accomplished certain things in your life and you was happy with it. And so you wanted to share, you was happy and you know that that was one thing, but if you didn't, then you were kind of in stagnation. You were stuck in life, and that was like from thirty-five to forty-five, forty-five to sixty-five. But his last stage, which was the eighth stage, was integrity versus the, the despair, and that that stage was from sixty, sixty-five, and beyond. And what he said was people got to that point of stagnation, right? And and so then they went into in, integrity versus despair, where they were either, they looked back at their life and they were either happy, you know, with what they accomplished, what they were able to do um, or have done with their life. You know, that was one, that was one part if they were able to do that. But if they were not, then they did the opposite, which was despair. Where they started to look at their life as regret, um, and they were unhappy, and they was dissatisfied with feeling like they wasted uh, their whole lifespan, you know, and things they wish they could have done, but now they at a point in their life where they um, can't go back, and so they're at a point of despair. Mm-hmm. So he he had like eight different stages, 
um, you, you know, at different age groups, different, um, you know, um, di- different age groups, different things, meaning different things at certain ages in your life. Um, the good thing about Erickson as opposed to Freud is Erickson dealt with the whole lifespan and Freud didn't. Freud basically felt like people's personality was um, done at like age five. Six. Yes, sir. Like you got it at that age or you didn't. I um, asked about the trust because when I was asking about um, is there a certain type of psyche that would protect us against the psychopath, the sociopath, or the narcissist. Uh, hold on, yes, hold Thank you. 